Welcome back to Motor City Bets. My name is Trevor Lang, and as always, we're joined by Joshua Gatowski. Mr. Joshua, I've upgraded you from Josh to Joshua because of how fucking hot you were in October. Obviously, we haven't done the show in, a, in about a month because, you know, life happens. You were busy. I was busy. Since we last chatted, I've got a puppy and moved to a new apartment. So we're settled in. We're back. We're about we're looking the uh, the heat of the college football season right in the face right now, Mister October Joshua Gutowski. How the fuck are you, Trevor? My brother, it is good to hear from you, man. I am doing fantastic. I had a really good month of October. Um, it's a shame that we weren't able to talk, but uh, you know, duty calls. You still got to put out those bets, uh, Michigan State. That's uh, it's, what's been carrying me. So uh, I'm happy to be back, though. It's good to talk to you. Speaking of uh, my alma mater and your current college, let's uh, let's get into these college football playoff rankings. So obviously the CFP rankings don't mean shit yet. But just to see Michigan State at number three, like that is uh, that is enticing. However, we're going to save a little bit of Michigan State talk for a little later on in the show. I want to talk about something that's a bit more controversial with these uh, CFP rankings. What like how is Alabama number two? Can you justify this to me and our listeners, Josh? How is Alabama number two when they lost to an unranked team? Yeah, I mean it's oh gosh, these college football playoff rankings are they're really difficult to understand now. You know, it seems like the college football committee is not really valuing losses as much. They're not taking it as into much consideration. I mean, when you think of the four best teams in college football, you're going to put Alabama in there. So it's not a huge surprise to me, but I can't see why the people are upset having them at number two. See, so Josh, when I first saw this um, last night, we record on Wednesdays, episode drops on Thursdays, but when I saw this on Tuesday night, Josh, my initial reaction was like, what the fuck, Alabama? But then when Michigan State was number three, I immediately had to, like, retract myself and be like, no, no, no. These uh, these college football special high council of people that pick this bullshit are obviously smart. So I think that uh, down the stretch here, I feel bad for – I just want to say, I mean, every radio, anybody who has a microphone and talks and records has probably said something similar to this. I feel bad for Cincinnati. I do think that, you know, going 8-0 so far should mean something. I mean, obviously, Michigan State's 8-0 as well, so that, that should mean something. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, I do think that uh, I, I, I just don't – I don't know how Alabama – like, they're kind of guaranteed because their next – like, their last hard game is going to be Georgia and the SEC um, – SEC title game. And, like, that's – like, you know, if Alabama beats Georgia, obviously they're good enough to be in. Um, so yeah, I don't know, Josh, any, any closing remarks, I guess, on the college football playoff rankings? Not necessarily. No, I'm excited to see how the rest of the college football, you know, season unfolds. Um, it'll be, you know, interesting to see. We got some big matchups, Michigan state, Ohio state. Um, it'll be interesting to kind of see how the sec unfolds, um, as the weeks go on. So I'm excited to, you know, see how these rankings, uh, kind of continue to grow and develop. Well, Josh, before we get into our picks for the NCAA, then we'll, we'll don't worry, people. We will discuss the uh, the stunning event of Michigan State versus Michigan a little bit later on in the show. But I want to get our picks out of the way early because, obviously, you're hot. Uh, we want people to make money. Do you have any futures you may have placed or anything else you got going on kind of generally about the NCAA before we hop into uh, week 10? Yeah, I put money on Kenneth Walker to win the Heisman. Ooh, what uh, what line did you get him on? I got it. I got him at plus five hundred. 
Okay, that's not too bad. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, a, I'm a little bummed out because I talked to one of my buddies earlier in the year when he was like plus 1,400. I was like, why not? He's like, yeah. no, it's not going to happen. Sure enough. So I, I, th- I threw a little bit out there. You know, hopefully. I, th- I he, To me, he's the best player in college football, and that's who the Heisman's supposed to go to. Um, so it'll be – that's what I got for, you know, college future bets so far. I agree with what you just said there. I have a, I have a few more uh, Kenneth Walker comments that we'll we'll save for a little bit later when we're talking about that that game on Saturday. Uh, for me, <laughs> also being a Michigan State homer, I put some money down on Michigan State to win the Big Ten before the game this past weekend. So Look I got that. in at plus twelve fifty odds. Um, so, you know, I don't know if they're going to be able to run the table, but if they do, um, at least according to the Barstool Sportsbook, they've already dropped to plus 500 to win the Big Ten. Um, so, wow. yeah, it goes Ohio State, Wisconsin, Michigan State as of right now, um, November 3rd. I mean, those, those are going to change every week, but I feel very smart with getting that in there before the game. One of those all-time, like, wow, brain still works moments. But, Josh, without further ado, we're staring week 10 right in the face. Your Mr. October, people are saying, you know, it's Alex Rodriguez, Josh Katowski. Those are the two Mr. Octobers when you're thinking of October. Uh, hit us, Mr. Sir, with your five college football picks for week 10. All righty. So I'm going to kick things off here. I got Clemson taking on Louisville. Mm. Louisville at home, plus four. Give it to me. Clemson is like one and eight. They had a fluke cover last week. Clemson's terrible. Give me uh, Louisville plus four at home. Uh, next, um, headed SEC. We're going Tennessee taking on Kentucky. Uh, I like Kentucky at home here. They've been good uh, against the spread this year. And uh, I think playing at home is a huge element. Uh, to It brings a whole different element to the game. Uh, a different type of advantage, I would say. I think you saw it. This past weekend in Michigan, Michigan State, yep. that crowd brought the team back to life, brought that game back to life. Um, so give me Kentucky minus one. Um, next, going to the Big Ten. Um, I'm taking Iowa Northwestern under 40 and a half. Um, mm. Iowa's got a good defense. Um, Northwestern's not good. Iowa does not have an offense. They're terrible. Um, I'm taking Iowa under 40 and a half. Um, next. Ooh, this one's not one that I love, but got to give the people some picks. Uh, it's one that I am going to take, though. It's going to be Baylor minus six and a half taking on TCU. Uh, Baylor's looking good at home or uh, has been very good against the spread this year. Um, uh, number 11 team, uh, Gary Patterson just left the TCU. He was the head coach there for 22 years. Uh, I'm not saying the program's in shambles, but give me Baylor top 15 team in the nation, uh, minus uh, six and a half. I got to buy a touchdown. Uh, and then last, this is tough because I wish I'd gotten it when it opened. Uh, Oklahoma State taking on West Virginia. Um, Oklahoma State has been getting disrespected all year. Yep. Um, I don't, you know, they're, they're six and two against the spread this year. Uh, West Virginia is not bad, five and three. Uh, it's three and a half right now. Uh, Oklahoma State minus three and a half. I don't really like that number. Um, so I'm going to take Oklahoma State money line minus 172. Okay. I like those. I like those picks. Um, 
All right, well, I'll run down the docket of mine. We actually only have one game in common this week, which I feel like is a little surprising. We've been uh, in the past a little more on top of each other. That I'm going to start things off in the ACC, Virginia Tech at Boston College. Um, Virginia Tech's favorite, minus three. Boston College is 0-4 since they posted TikTok about being like this sixth school. Uh, I think I, I can't remember. It was, they did like a viral TikTok trend, and they're basically like, yeah, come, come fuck with us. Like, we're the best. 0-4 since that moment. Um, however, I've been big on Boston College all season. I think the ACC is a dog dog water entire conference this entire year. I uh, don't super like Virginia Tech. I'm going Boston College money line here at plus 125. Okay. Moving back to the Big Ten, I think we're going to see an all-time classic Big Ten game here at Illinois at Minnesota. Um, I don't know if you've been paying any attention to the weather, Josh, but the upper peninsula of Michigan got dumped with snow this past weekend. Um, it's been as far south like as Traverse City. That means uh, I, was, I was looking around. Minnesota also been dumped with some snow. Over under in this game is 43 and a half. I'm not taking an over and under in this game. But I do, if I was to put this as a pick, I would take the under. Just And it's Big Ten weather. It's a Big Ten game. Love to see it. Illinois coach two weeks ago basically went on a rant saying how the people in the locker room weren't his guys. They then went and somehow beat Penn State in that nine overtime game uh, phenomenon. I think Illinois used up all of its uh, good fortune for the rest of the season in that game. I'm taking Minnesota with the points, which are 14 and a half. Big, big, big number for Minnesota here. However, Minnesota in home in the weather, in the cold, Illinois – Coaching team on different pages. Fuck Illinois. Don't like him at all anyway. Let's uh, let's see what PJ fucking do. Moving on, Josh, we're going to go Wake Forest, an undefeated team versus UNC. UNC is actually favored in this game by two and a half points. Wake Forest is nine and one against the spread in their last 10 games. And I just think that the train has to stop for Wake Forest at some point. You do. Uh, I don't. And I feel like this is a big prove me wrong kind of game. But for similar reasons, I'll discuss later when we talk about Michigan State. Things have been going really well for Wake Forest. I don't know if they can stand up to it. I'm taking UNC money line. Moving on, we have uh, what in years past has been a fantastic contest in LSU at Alabama. Um, this is an unranked LSU team with Coach O already fired um so i don't even know what to really qualify this as like he's a it's like it's like if you're living with a divorced parents and like you know they're about to move out but they're still living together and it's just awkward i feel like that's kind of the the locker room at lsu right now okay however right. alabama does not look like alabama this year i don't love them i haven't loved them all season and they've played a lot of games not to alabama fashion I think that the boys in the LSU locker room this week are going to have to kind of like they're kind of playing for their they're playing for their future as well. You know, a new coaching regimens coming in next year. You want to leave a mark saying, hey, I, I still belong on this roster. I'm taking LSU plus 28 and a half at Alabama. Um, don't love it, but I hate Alabama and, I, and fuck them. So it's a little bit of a personal vendetta game, but I do think LSU covers that. Lastly, I have another ACC matchup, and this is where we um, cross arms here. Clemson at Louisville. Clemson's terrible. Um, they're just they're just bad. Uh, you said it yourself. They're one and nine against the spread. Uh, depending on what odds or where you bet them, they're zero and nine against the spread. Um, 
I have them at my I have Clemson at minus four and a half at Louisville. I'm taking Louisville plus four and a half. I mean, fuck them. Yeah. So they're terrible. They're just so bad. Uh and I think that like this is like the wheels coming off on this game. I think they're at, I don't even think like I think they might lose by like nine. Like I could see this being a blowout. I don't know much about Louisville, but I just know how bad Clemson is. So they've been good this year against the spread. Not terrible. Um all right, Josh, before we conclude our college football segment here, let's bring it home. You happen to be on campus for the game of the century. It's not been 19, since 1964 that a top 10 unbeaten Michigan State versus Michigan played each other. Just describe to us a little bit like what was going on that day besides a lot of alcohol consumption. It was one of the most exciting times, you know, I, I've been on campus Um I, personally in my you know time up at MSU and you know it was a, a great day for Michigan State sports and Michigan State athletics um, it, it was a, a very special day you know I got to celebrate it with some good friends um, had a great great day um, just really um, it, it just felt everything felt normal you know all the fans were back, uh, top 10 matchup, all the stars had aligned. It, it was truly a, a really special weekend. That's awesome, man. Yeah, it it, it looked like a crazy place. I kind of wish I had gone, made the, the pilgrimage back to East Lansing, but I had a good time myself. Uh, the things I want to talk about in this game before we get into our picks about, you know, this upcoming week, so we don't want to dwell on the past too much. I thought that was one of the best Michigan games I've ever watched. I thought that they coached it very well. They've obviously haven't been favoring the pass all season, and they came out guns blazing with Kate. I thought he had a great game. I thought it was kind of a bad coaching decision to switch him around a little bit. I mean, obviously that fumble by putting in uh, whoever the fuck, their, their superstar freshman or whatever his name AJ is. A.J. McCarthy. Yeah. Uh, clearly, clearly didn't live up to the hype there. Uh, good for us, bad for them. Obviously, Michigan fans are blaming the refs in this one. I don't know if I fully agree with that. There was obviously some calls that could go either way. Big thing for me, though, is that the thing I noticed the most was that Kenneth Walker is a saving grace. Uh, Mel Tucker's been doing a great job, and there's a lot of speculation about him leaving and how awesome he is and all this shit. And I don't think that Mel Tucker isn't awesome. But I know for a fact this Michigan State team doesn't do shit without Kenneth Walker moving the shit pile for them. Five touchdowns, first time in Michigan's illustrious bullshit history that a gentleman who scored five touchdowns against them in their 120 years or whatever of playing football. Uh, that's something, I mean, obviously that, that, that means a lot. I do think that that was a Heisman moment. I think if Kenneth can put up, you know, even three touchdowns against Ohio State or Penn State, then I think he's a pretty much lock. I would I would totally have to agree with that. Uh, other than that, Josh, I mean, the game seemed exciting. It was all-time classic, most viewed college football game this year. Uh, all of that makes me feel as though that next season this game is going to continue its hype. Uh, I think that this I think that this weekend proved that this rivalry is less of a oh like whatever like a whatever game for Michigan. I think that they're going to have to start respecting it a little bit. And I'm excited to see what that brings next year. I think national media is going to give it more attention too. I think you kind of hit on this too. I think Michigan State had a, a bit of a coming out party for who they are, who we are. Um, 
great for the program, great for the university. Uh, any kind of positive press is is great. Um, yeah, I'm excited, Josh, but that excitement has me leery for Week 10. Michigan State's going down to West Lafayette to take on Purdue. I have the line right now as Michigan State minus three, over under 54. What are you thinking, sir? I mean, I, do I give out my best bet now? No, if it's your best bet, we'll save it. We'll save, save it. it uh, then. I have a couple. I have a couple insights for you. Go ahead, so, lay it on me. Gut, gut reaction, shoot from the hip thought. Uh, I mean, obviously, if I wasn't a Michigan State homer, they just had a huge emotional win at home against this their is a trap game. rival. Huge trap game. I would be like, man, Purdue's got it. However, America doesn't also think that, which I thought to be surprising. Michigan State right now is getting eighty-five percent of the bets and sixty-four percent of the money. Um, which means that a lot of the country and a lot of the big betters are, are still thinking Michigan State here, which gave me a little bit of confidence, settled my stomach a little bit. Another stat line that concerned me, but helped settle things a bit. Michigan State's only three and um, they're three and two as favorite in their last five. But those three favorites have come under the Mel Tucker era. They haven't been favored in a minute. So. I think that that's reassuring. Everything's trending towards the uh, trending towards Michigan State here, and a stat that really put the game in a coffin for me is that Purdue is one and eight against the spread in Indiana. Minus three, three point spreads, not a big spread. I think that uh, I think more than I think more than a field goal wins this game. I think the line should be at four and a half. So I'm taking Michigan State minus three. There you go. All right, buddy. Well, we'll we'll hear your Michigan State pick. I'm sure later on in the show. Let's move on to Sunday. So usually at this point in the show, after talking about our our home team, we move to our NFL home team, which is unfortunately the Detroit Lions. Thankfully for us and any other resident of Michigan, the Lions are not playing this week. And I'm not even going to use the joke. Well, they could still lose on the bye. Um, I do think they take this time to get better. Taylor Decker is coming back um, when they play in two weeks. I think that that's going to be a huge addition. I think that uh, Jared Goff needs to travel to northern Michigan, take a walk through the woods that are now covered in snow, kind of do a little bit of a spirit quest and find himself. Uh, Maybe he flies back to California and enjoys some sunshine. I don't know what he needs to do, but he needs to get his mind right. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's not playing with any confidence. Um, That Philly game was hard to watch. I actually stopped and went golfing because – I, I just I, I was just done. Um, I kind of am rooting for this Lions team to go 0-17. It would be sad, though, because Dan Campbell is also a part of the 0-16 Lions team in 08. So, Josh, what are your thoughts? Where do you stand with the franchise right now? What are you thinking about uh, the GM and, and obviously the head coach? I love Brad Holmes. Brad Holmes is here to stay. Dan Campbell, on the other hand, that dude's got to get a win this season or – in my opinion, he's gone. I, he should really? be gone. Owen seventeen, the first year we have seventeen games in a fucking season, and you're telling me you it. can't get one. You can't get it. one. No, if he can't get one, he's got to go. He, you can't. There's only you should only have so much of a, I would say, a limit as to being a rah-rah guy at some point you have to be able to win a game like you have to be able to have a good game script and a good game plan you can't just fire up your guys it's not going to work every time so i you know 
I really hope Dan Campbell has success here in Detroit because I love him. But if he's not, if he's not getting, if he can't bring a win here, and I know this team's not good, but if he can't bring one win, the Jets have two. The New York Jets have two wins this year. The Lions do have the 31st worst roster in the NFL, though. I And I we've care. lost – we have the second most injury games, the combined injury totals for the year as well. So, I mean, you put a really bad roster out here and then you put a really injured bad roster out here. Like Our DB core, like we're playing like third and fourth string guys. I mean – I don't want I don't want this show to turn into what the Lions do. We're not playing Madden. We have no control. I'll still tune in every week because I'm a dumbass and I, I will oh, yeah. be a dumbass for the rest of my life. I love Dan Campbell. I want to see him go in 17 because I think that'd be hilarious. I want to see the Lions uh, have to make some moves this this offseason and actually like, you know, I'd love to see I'd love to see more things change. I don't want to fire Dan Campbell after one season, regardless of the win total. I want to see him get a second season. Um, we'll go from there. All right, Josh, let's uh, let's move on from that depressing talk. And let's get into something that's uh, really going to rock your socks. And I'm talking about, of course, Thursday Night Football. Coveted for always having the best matchups. We're bringing in the two-win Jets against the Carson Wentz-led Colts. Um, the line is minus 10.5 for the Colts, over under 46.5. I have no notes for this game, Josh. There's just – this is ugly. Um, this is going to be an ugly game. What are your thoughts on this? And then we'll give some picks. Yeah, this one's going to be ugly. Uh, Colts are one and three at home, two and two against the spread at home, five and three against the spread in their last ten. Jets are 0 and three on the road, 0 and three against the spread on the road, two and five against the spread in their last ten. It's ugly. I would, if I had to pick, I'd say under 45 and a half. If I had to lay a pick on this game, I don't really want to touch that spread. I have actually jumped in head first the other way. I'm taking you're all over the Jets, Jets aren't you? 10 yes, and a half. You are. Yeah, I think that this is going to be a dog shit game. White Lightning. But but sometimes those dog shit games turn out to be really exciting. And I think this Jets team is bad. Um, but the Colts are always like Carson Wentz. I, I do think he's progressing, but I could see him getting like an ankle injury or something weird in this game. And then all of a sudden the Jets just have the momentum. Um, yeah, so I'm taking Jets plus ten and a half. I don't love it, but I'm taking it. Let's move on to Sunday night football. Uh, this is going to be the Tennessee Titans at the L.A. Rams. I think that this game before events transpired this week would could have been a potential Super Bowl matchup, um, far stretching but not impossible. I think you have the red hot Titans coming into the I would say not quite red hot Rams but good Rams. Um, obviously, the Rams added Von Miller this week before the trade deadline, and sadly the Tennessee Titans lost Derrick Henry. Uh, I feel for the guy. I mean, I think he's going to be back, but. That foot injury, the way it happened and the surgery he needs for it is always risky with a guy of that size. Uh, I'll be curious to see how how he looks moving forward. But line here is Rams minus seven and a half over under 54. Josh, what are you thinking about this game? I mean, going into this game, I would I was initially looking at it with Derrick Henry, obviously. 
And now that he's not in there, it, it's hard to not. It's hard for me to not like the Rams minus seven and a half here, especially with adding Von Miller. It, I, that defense only gets better, and the Titans lose Derrick Henry. Yeah, give me the Rams minus seven and a half. Yep, I I like that too. Um, what I'm doing here is uh, I'm obviously picking this out as a pick for the show purposes, but personally, I'm I'm going to be including this into a parlay, and I'm moving the line to minus three and a half. Seven and a half is a lot. Sorry. Seven and a half is a lot of points in the NFL. Uh, I do think that they can do it, but for parlay purposes, I like him better at three and a half. Let's move on to the bookend of what surely should be an exciting NFL weekend. And we're looking at Monday Night Football with the Bears at the Steelers, the game that all people have circled for months now on their calendar. We have the Steelers minus six and a half over under 40. Josh, walk me through what's going on here. You know, this is going to be, I would say, maybe not a great game. It'll, oh, God, that over under so low, 40. Ugh, that is disgusting. Um, Bears, one and three against the spread. Uh, or one and three on the road this year, one and three against the spread, three and five against the spread their last 10. Pittsburgh, two and two at home this year, one and three against the spread, three and four in their last seven against the spread. I would lean Bears here, maybe uh, off a of bounce back. Um, but I don't know. This, this game's a little ugly for me to probably make an official pick. But if I had to lean, I'd take Bears plus six and a half. I think three-point game. If 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 the over-under set it that hot, that low, I think it I think Justin Fields can keep this as a field goal game. See, I disagree entirely. Um I'm looking at the weather right now for Monday night. It's supposed to be 54 and a light breeze four miles an hour. So I don't think weather's going to play a factor here, which is always a question in, in Pittsburgh. Uh, however, Khalil Mack is out and Akeem Hicks is questionable. So that defensive front for the Bears is already shredded with injuries. And with those two guys missing, I think Najee Harris is going to rip apart this defense. And I think Big Ben's good enough to to do some things. Um I don't know if either games other teams are going to be aggressive offensively, but I do think that the over – I would like the over here. However, for my official pick, I'm taking Steelers' money line. Fuck the Bears. I don't think that Justin Fields with Matt Nagy is going to be successful because Matt Nagy kills quarterbacks. Um, uh, I think he looked good scrambling. I don't think Matt Nagy is going to allow him to scramble. And with that, the, the defense of the Steelers being so much better than either the defense of the Bears or the offense of the Steelers or the offense of the Bears, I think we're going to really see them showcase what they can do. Also, Mike Tomlin, I'm sure you saw, was uh, asked if he was going to leave to take a college football position. And he's like, no, I'll never say never, but never. So I think he's going to get the boys fired up. They're going to come out and kind of like prove why he's staying. All right, Josh, that concludes our primetime discussion and picks for the show. All we have left are our best bets of the weekend and our NFL two picks. So let's start with our NFL two picks. Um, I'll go first, actually. I actually love these two picks. Any of these I feel like could be my pick, best bet of the weekend. Um, first two pick I'm looking at is the Las Vegas Raiders at the New York Football Giants. 
Raiders are favored minus two and a half, over under 46 and a half. Danny Dimes is one and nine against the spread at home. And obviously, unfortunately, the uh, Henry Rugg situation where he was uh, reportedly going 156 miles an hour and crashed into the back of uh, someone at a stop sign. Uh, unfortunately, killing the person in the vehicle and injuring himself. Uh, he blew a .168, which is obviously double the legal limit for drinking. So his his career and life are probably over, and he, he deserves it. I mean, that that there's a 23-year-old woman in Las Vegas who, who passed away as a result of the accident. And just prayers out to her family. That's really sad. Um, but moving on from there, I, you know, I think the Raiders have had to deal with a lot of adversity this season. Uh, they got over the John Gruden stuff, I thought, pretty well, but they lost that game right after the John Gruden stuff to the terrible Bears. I don't know how many punches you can take as a Raider playing in this team right now. I'm taking the New York football Giants money line at home. Fuck it. Wow. Danny Dimes. Uh, next pick. Uh, similarly, I think that this game makes too much sense, so I have to. And that is the New York New England Patriots at the Carolina Panthers. New England's minus four over under four and 41. I think that this game, we're at that point in the season where Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick and the Patriots are the Patriots. And you don't win money betting against the Patriots in November and December. As that air gets a little crisper, I know they're not home, which is actually great because I have a stat for you. Seven of the last eight Pats games, the road team has won. So the Pats have been traveling well. Teams have been traveling well against them. Sam Donald's bad. Christian McCaffrey, I think, is upgraded to questionable for Sunday's game. I saw he was in practice a little bit this week. However, Mac Jones is out. He's fired. He's ready to go. This New England defense is getting healthy. This is the game that New England shows the NFL. Once again, it's New England. Patriots, money line. Those are my two okay. picks for the week, Josh. What, what have you got for us, sir? All right. So I've got a little bit more than two picks um, because there's a couple of, of lines that I love. Um, Bengals at home taking on the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Bengals minus two and a half. Uh, I think it's going to be a dog fight, but if you're asking me who I trust more on offense and who's looked better, uh, I'm going to take the big playability with Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, T. Higgins, uh, Tyler Boyd. Um, they got tons of weapons over there. So I like the Bengals uh, at home. Uh, they're 2-1 this uh, season at home. So if you don't like them uh, against the spread, maybe just take a money line. They're 1-2 against the spread at home. Uh, but I like them by a field goal here. Um, also, I know Aaron Rodgers is out. I still like the Packers plus 7.5. Um, the Chiefs are 0-4 against the spread at home, 2-6 and against the spread in their last eight. The Chiefs are terrible. Um, between Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Aaron Jones, there's enough offense that Jordan Love can get the ball to for, I think, Green Bay to make this a three-point game. So if laying a touchdown, I'm going to grab that at seven and a half. I also kind of like the over here because, again, the Chiefs defense is terrible. Yes. Um, it opened at 55 and a half, and it's now dropped to 48 and a half. Um, you're, you're telling me both those teams can't put up 24 points. I can easily see the Chiefs defense letting up 24 points, and I can totally see – well, not totally see. Who knows if Pat Mahomes can put up 24 points. But uh, I like – 
Green Bay in the over. Um, also, I like Chargers minus one and a half. Uh, that's been moving against Philly. I think Philly's a, f- a fraud. They're 0-3 at home. They're 1-2 against the spread at home. Uh, I don't think Philly's good. I think their win on Detroit was a complete fluke. Detroit's terrible. Um, and they also really, really needed that win um, more than Detroit. So Detroit was not ready for that game. Uh, and then last, uh, Cardinals on the road against uh, the 49ers. Uh, minus one. Uh, they're 4-0 on the road, uh, 4-0 against the spread as well, 6-2 and their last eight. Uh, I th- think Kyler Murray's, like, questionable, and that's why this is a little low. Um, but I still think he's going to play, so I would grab it at minus one. Wow. I I, uh, I really do like those picks, and I agree with you completely. I, I've been out on the Cardinals for a long time, so I was happy to see them lose Thursday Night Football. Um I was unhappy because I lost some bets, but whatever. I don't think that the Chiefs are good, and I think they're going to lose this game to Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers, and I think that they're then going to go into, I don't want to say tank mode, but I think that they're going to try and get a good draft pick. Um, I expect the Chiefs to be back pretty heavy next year. I wouldn't be surprised if after this game, Patrick Mahomes kind of, you know, maybe he gets hurt, a lower body injury of some kind that we don't really know anything about. And he, he gets deactivated a little bit. Uh, I wouldn't be horribly surprised to see him uh, try and protect himself for the future. We'll say that for the rest of the season. Um, yeah, Josh. Okay, cool. I agree with uh, like what you said there. Obviously, you're hot as fuck, so I'll be following your bets for sure. Um, let's conclude the show, Josh, with our best bet of the weekend. I want to start because you already mentioned mine, and uh, obviously I want to save yours for the end because I, I think I'll like it even more. But the Battle of Ohio. We have the Browns at the, at the, uh, the Bengals, as you said. Bengals minus two and a half over under 47. A couple things I have to say about this. I, I don't have any stats I want to weigh you down with. I'm taking Bengals money line. I'll just get that out of the way real quick. I love the Browns. Baker Mayfield, I really respect him. I think he's done a great job. I was so happy for Cleveland. Um, you know, I really, really think that they're in a better place. Until I started hanging around a couple Cleveland sports fans, and they all of a sudden think that the Browns are elevated to a point that they are simply not at. You talk to a Cleveland Browns fan, and they act as though that they are so, so much better than the Lions. It's unbelievable. They basically have the same audacity as the Michigan fans. Look in the mirror. Cleveland Browns traded their fucking soul for LeBron James to bring them a championship, and he left you. Cleveland's not winning another championship for 50 fucking years. That's how curses work. They traded their soul. They got fucked. The Browns had it. They don't have it anymore. There's discontent in the locker room. OBJ is doing all of his OBJ dramatic bullshit. The Browns are falling, and they're going to keep falling. And some of them want Baker out. Trade Baker. You guys will be even more fucked. It's the Cleveland Browns. They have nothing. They're never going to have anything again. Fuck them. I'm officially done with my Cleveland support. So I'm hate fucking them by taking the Bengals money line. Also, agree with what you said earlier. Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow. Jamar Chase. The three J's are going to absolutely gape the Cleveland Browns. Fuck them. Fuck their defense. Fuck their hopes and dreams. Fuck. That's that's quite a best bet there. Uh, not a lot of stats, but uh, not a lot of stats, but a lot of passion. I'll say that. Yep. I, I What I don't have in numbers, I have in heart. 
All right. Well, um, my next, uh, well, my best bet definitely uh, combines uh, passion with uh, statistics. Um, and we're headed down to West Lafayette, baby. Uh, 3.30 Eastern on ABC. Number three, Michigan State take it on Purdue. Michigan State's 4-0 on the road this year. They're 4-0 against the spread. They're 7-1. They're 7-0-1 against the spread this year. Purdue. One and three against the spread at home. They're two and two at home. And yes, one of their wins was against Iowa. However, teams like Purdue get one upset win a year and they yep. got it with Iowa. They use their. I, I may get a little cocky, may get a little, may want to sprinkle a little bit. MSU's average win margin has been around seven and a half points. Um, I may. Push it up to like six, five, five and a half, six and a half, something like that. Um, but yeah, I love MSU. Um, I am, I was terrified and I still am terrified that this is a trap game. But the way that Mel Tucker has completely moved on from the Michigan game um, makes me very, very confident that he's not letting his team. And he's already talked about how he's told his team and they know how Purdue has been the spoiler makers this year, you know, beating, upsetting Iowa at home. And, you know, Michigan State knows they control their own destiny. And I, I like them minus three. Uh, If you don't feel comfortable with them, with them minus three, I Definitely think there's good value on them. Uh, I think they're roughly one minus one fifty money line. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, uh, uh, Mel Tucker has given me zero reason not to trust him. And between, you know, uh, Jalen, uh, Jalen, Jane Reed, uh, Trey Mosley, and you know, obviously our Heisman running back and Kenneth Walker. Um, we're going to be out with Jalen Naylor. It looks like for a little bit of time, we don't really know what his injury is, but uh, we would love to get him back sooner versus later. Um, Cause he is a huge part to our offense, but I think there's too many weapons on Michigan state. I think Peyton Thorne's going to have a bit of a bounce back game. Um, I, I, but you know, again, Kenneth Walker, uh, that man can put up five touchdowns. Uh, I have to take the minus three. That's my best bet of the weekend. I love it, Josh. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you, sir. Hopefully we can all go out and use these picks for good and we'll win some money. Everyone have a fun gambling weekend. It's November. Winter's coming. The whole fucking shtick. We're, we're in the hot part of the season now. College basketball's around the corner. Let's rejoice that sports and the world are coming back. Um, Josh, we'll talk to you next time, buddy. Have a good night. Have a good one, CEO. Have a great one. Good luck.